Howdy! On today's episode of the Better Living for Texans podcast, we're firing up the grills to learn more about cooking outside. As we do our part to stay home and practice social distancing, backyards are the new restaurants. We will be joined by Texas A&M professor and AgriLife Extension Specialist, Dr. Jenna Anding, to answer this question. What are good food safety practices I can use while cooking outside? Welcome back. I'm Emily Nelson, and thanks for joining us this week. This weekend is the 4th of July, or Independence Day as we sometimes call it, which means fireworks, picnics, swimming, or just spending time outside in general. Though this year, our celebrations may look a bit different due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, the 4th of July is a time most often associated with grilling. In fact, the number one grilling holiday is the 4th of July, with 87% of Americans planning to heat up the grills. Fun fact, other popular grilling holidays are Memorial Day, Father's Day, and Labor Day. So basically, all of summer. It's estimated that 75% of Americans own an outdoor grill or smoker. 5% of Americans grill more than once a week, and 63% of grillers cook hamburgers most often, though on the 4th of July, hot dogs are usually associated with the holiday, thanks to the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition that takes place on Coney Island, which, by the way, here at BLT, we definitely do not endorse eating 75 hot dogs in like 10 minutes. So please don't try that this holiday weekend. Instead, we've got some other options for you. And actually, we have on Dr. Jenna Anding, who is going to talk to us about basic food safety practices while cooking outdoors to keep us safe and healthy this holiday weekend. All right. Now we have on the podcast, Dr. Jenna Anding. Jenna, thank you so much for coming on and tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure, you're welcome. Um, I am a professor and extension specialist with Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. Awesome. So uh, today we're uh, talking about food safety. We're getting into Fourth of July uh, this weekend, and so people are going to be grilling. Hopefully, you know, observing social distancing practices and such. Um, but as we're you know spending time outside, not necessarily just grilling, but also cooking and preparing food. What are some important food safety tips to keep in mind when cooking outside? Sure, that's a great question. And and also it's getting warm outside. So, you know, sometimes people like to cook outside so they're not heating up their own homes. Um, It's a little bit of a way to save money on some air conditioning. But to your point about food safety, um, there's a number of things that we want to keep in mind when we're cooking outdoors. And many of those um, habits or tips are the same ones that we would follow when we're cooking indoors. So, you know, we'll just start with, if we're thinking about cooking, whether it's meat or poultry or burgers, um, you know, we wanna make sure that our our meats are high quality. If they've been frozen, we wanna thaw them correctly. So we wanna thaw them, uh, best way is in the refrigerator overnight, definitely not on the counter or at room temperature. Um, You know, another good tip, if you're cooking, especially meats and and poultry um, outside, if you're gonna marinate them, you wanna marinate them um, definitely to add the flavor, but not the germs. And that means mixing our marinade indoors, marinating our foods, 
in the refrigerator, not out on the counter. Um, and any leftover marinade that, that's not used, we want to throw out. If, if we've had marinade on our, um, on our meats or our poultry, you don't want to use that to baste your food with. So those are just a couple tips just to get us started. Absolutely. I like that. And making sure that the space in which you're preparing and what you're cooking, I've never really thought about that too, of if you're preparing, you know, say just anything like on a picnic table, even if it's in your own backyard, that there is still a risk that comes with preparing that food outside. So is practicing food safety expensive? I know because we talk we're here at BLT, we're always looking, you know, to save, you know, stretch our budget and make the most of our dollar when we're in a grocery store or whatever we're doing. And so, you know, sometimes adding another step, a first, you know, thing that could come up is, well, will this cost me more money? And what would you say to that? Actually, handling our food safely can help us save money because if food spoils or makes us sick, then that's going to cost money. So <clears throat> we definitely want to take the simple steps to keep our food safe and to prepare our food safely. You know, the, the least expensive thing we can do to foster good food safety is to wash our hands. And, you know, we've always talked about, you know, washing our hands, scrubbing them for 20 seconds, the, you know, the back of the hand, front of the hand, in between the fingers um, with warm water and soap and, and rinsing them well you know, doing that can help reduce the risk of a foodborne illness. Awesome. So if there is one, I guess maybe you have one thing or you have a couple of things, maybe one thing that not a lot of people think about to uh, help practice food safety or, you know, do food safety practices in their kitchen or in their homes, what is something at no cost that someone could start doing right now that would make their kitchen and the food and their you know, cleaning space much cleaner? Sure. Um, probably the easiest is, you know, keep it clean. And that means our hands are clean. We want to start preparing with a clean countertop, make sure our utensils are clean. You know, that's easy that we can do. Um, you know, making a sanitize, sanitizing solution, you know, a little bleach and some water, you know, that's a great way. It's economical. Many of us have bleach in our homes, especially now. Um, those are two things that we can do. The other thing that that's very low cost is just follow the rule of keeping hot foods hot and cold foods cold. Um, if we're preparing foods, we don't want to leave them out at room temperature for more than two hours. Um, or if the temperature outside is above 90, no more than one hour. Um, we know that foods that are left out have the potential to, to grow bacteria um, that can either spoil the food or worse, make us sick. Gotcha. All important things to you know practice all year round, 365 days, but I think you know, as we're in this COVID-19 moment that, uh, especially the washing hands and just sanitizing your kitchen and just, you know, the spaces that we're constantly using, this is a really great reminder to kind of help keep us mindful of those practices. So uh, at A&M AgriLife Extension, we have a program coming up. It's called Grilling Like a Texan. Do you want to tell us a little more about that? Sure. This is a, a multi-week series of just tips and tricks on grilling different foods um, outdoors. 
you know, we're going to talk about grilling burgers, steaks, um, different cuts of poultry. And, you know, because we are a nutrition program in BLT, we're even going to talk about how to grill vegetables and even some fruits outdoors. Ooh, yum. That sounds great. Awesome. Well, we'll go ahead and plug all of that information on our social media sites and also in the bio to this podcast. So you can find the links there. Dr. Andy, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I learned something new today. So I appreciate uh, your insight. You bet. And let me just add one more thing. Um, Okay. We talk about, you know, cooking foods until they're done. And what does done mean? Um, We know that you can't look at a food and tell if it's done just by how it looks or how it feels. So I do want to put a plug um, for using a food thermometer to check the internal temperature, especially of our burgers, our, our poultry, our steaks and our chops that we grill outdoors. Um, Many of our BLT programs provide food thermometers as a um, motivational or a skill builder to help people use um, these instruments to make sure that their foods are cooked properly. So just, you know, a couple things, you know, if you're cooking burgers outdoors or even indoors, you want to make sure that the internal temperature of those hamburgers are um, 160 degrees. If you're cooking different cuts of poultry um, or even ground poultry, make sure that temperature is 165, fish is 145, and even beef, pork steaks and chops should be a minimum temperature of 145 degrees after resting for three minutes. Wow. Those are great stats, and we'll also be sure to write those down, too. Thank you so much for, for um, you know, providing that, especially, like I said, as we're getting into our 4th of July weekend. This is really great tips to have, not, not just now, but for the rest of the summer and anytime we're cooking, cooking meat. So thank you. You bet. Well, that wraps it up for today. Be sure to like, follow, and subscribe wherever you're listening to your podcast, whether Apple or Spotify. Check us out on social media. There we will be posting the resources shared in our interview today, including more information um, about grilling like a Texan. So if you're following us on Facebook, that's facebook.com backslash better living for Texans or on Instagram and Twitter at better Texans. And from all of us at better living for Texans, we wish you a safe, healthy, and happy holiday weekend. USDA is an equal opportunity provider and employer. This material was funded by the USDA's Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, SNAP.